And now it's time for Eastcast and reports from coastal stations. East Utsira, West Utsira, South West Utsira and North North East Utsira. Wind South West, rain at times, good. Forties, fifties, sixties, Tyne, Dogger, German Bite, French Kiss and Swiss Roll. Westerly becoming cyclonic, good. Right here in London's East End. Operating at any level, any time, anywhere, and with anybody. Who are they? One might be your secretary, your doctor's receptionist, or a dancer in a go-go club. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Now, now, now. And welcome to Eastcast. We're a forecast you can rely on for all things art, culture, listings, interviews and music, all from East London. We record our show in the Abbott Street Studios in Dalston and you can hear us on NTS fortnightly on a Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning or on eastcastshow.com. And yes, we're all over the internet. Just search Eastcast Show on Facebook and Twitter and you'll find us. Very exciting news recently is that we've now become official on iTunes, so you can, woohoo, you can find us on iTunes and you can subscribe, so just search Eastcast and um, you'll find us there too. And um, on the show today, um, Pearl's here with her usual set of musical gems. Um, I spoke to a lady uh, pioneering community cafe culture in Hackney. Uh, Nia's here too, and um, she went out to check out some public conveniences in Clapton, I believe. I did indeed. Uh, so it wasn't the usual sight when I walked through the door. You know, usually they're a bit grimy, aren't they? But they, this place has had a serious overhaul, so you'll hear more about that later. We've also got a guest in today. Um, his name's Stefan Vallet Botero. My pronunciation is probably awful, but he's <laughs> He's curating a series of exhibitions 
um, the second of which is up now at the Arcola. And Pearl? Yeah, so before we hear from Stefan, uh, I'm just going to tell you about the music on the show. It's a usual mixed bag of tunes from artists and bands, all playing in East London over the next few weeks. So we've got music from C.A. Smith, Outfit, Half Moon Run, Fimba Bravo, Asteroid boys and the first bit of music you heard was fistful of butter by happy jawbone family band and they're a vermont based um, outfit signed to the mexican summer label and they released their first album tastes of the broom as a mixtape which is probably the best format for them as every song is totally different it's really hard to kind of define what they do so if you're curious and you want to hear more they're playing at the shacklewell arms on Monday the 27th, so tonight. Um, and that's a free concert if you register with the Shacklewell Arms um, online for, for the gig. Awesome. Okay, so first up, we're going to speak to Stefan, um, who is curating a series of works being shown in the foyer of the Arcola Theatre in Dalston. Stefan, thanks so much for joining us. Um, So this is the second one, and the theme is sustainability, isn't it? So do you want to tell us a bit about that theme? Yeah, the well, the idea stems from uh, the Arcola Theatre's ambition to become uh, the world's first um, carbon-neutral theatre. So they are very involved in everything green and community, uh, and and invited me, uh, yes, last October to create a new platform for visual arts in Dalston in the foyer of the of the theatre, which wasn't used for for anything particular. So the idea was to invite young or emerging uh, London-based artists uh, working across arts and climate change, sustainability, uh, eco-design, uh, that kind of things, uh, to to contribute to a series of solo exhibition, um, which is basically, we're looking at three weeks uh, solo show format every six weeks. And how did you get involved yourself? Um, well, that, that's kind of a long story, but it basically... Back in the days when I first moved to London, it was three or four years ago. I can't even remember. God. Um, but I, I first started doing work uh, for Arcola, especially on that question of uh, trying to come up with a sort of eco-refurbishment plan for the building, for the premises. So that's how I, I got to know them. And they're a very, very great bunch of people. So we had a good relationship. And that's how this, this, this relationship is ongoing. And that's how we developed into this, uh, this project for gallery. And who's the current artist then? The current that. artist is uh, Jessica Bryant, uh, a lovely, lovely artist from uh, originally from Norfolk. Uh, so what she what she did for this uh, for this new uh, exhibition is basically she's been walking across uh, Norfolk and uh, and Sussex, uh, collecting shocks from cliffs or, uh, for example, th- those cliffs or sites that were painted by Constable or Turner, so historical sites, but also sites with a geological, specific geological history. And she's kind of put this, those minerals onto uh, frescoes and surfaces. And you have, in the installation, you have also like pieces of, of stone and chalks degrading into seawater. So she's kind of reconstructed... Um, geological system, an abstracted geological system in which every element is in relation to the others and there's a sort of 
geological dynamic going on. So it's an exhibition that is evolving throughout its duration. Nothing stays the same. Everything everything is transforming and degrading. So she's actually used those materials that she's found on the actual... Yeah, she's used the the minerals. um, And... Very interestingly, if if you go and see the show, she onto this surface uh, that that in, on which she coalesces uh, var- several varieties of chalk. She has written some words that are from local dialects from from Norfolk and that relates also to to the landscape. So she's kind of adding this element of the language of the territory, the language of the landscape, in a way to to um, emphasize this tension of our the human relation to, to the geological, to, to the territory, to this kind of s- slowly evolving uh, idea of the landscape. So does the art itself kind of reflect the fact that the landscape's changing and evolving, so the art's kind of organic, and is the art itself going to change? Will it deteriorate? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a, that's a very interesting aspect of this exhibition, is that uh, all the components of her installation degrade or transform throughout the show. So there's a constant evolution, um, which I think is a very poetic way of talking about the tension behind the, the human time or the, the humans, human emotions and the geological time and the, the time of the earth, the time of the natural processes, uh, which is kind of a key philosophical issue behind the the contemporary crisis of climate change and why we, you know, humans uh, bound to live for just a generation have so much struggle to understand the process of the planet. So this kind of idea of a tension between the human and the earth uh, yeah, it's very present in the show. And what's the reaction been like before? Because um, it's, you know, it's an unusual space because it's in a foyer mm. of a theatre, so you get a lot of passing trade. What have people said about it? Yeah, it's the, the the feedback is very very good. In a sense, the, 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 the what typically happens is that you've got the public comes for a show. So in the evening there are two studios. So there are two shows uh, programmed every every evening. So people just come, they queue for their for their seat. There, it's a nice way to 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 queue because you can uh, look at some art. Uh, a lot of people are culture aware because it's you know they go to the theater and and a lot of people are. Because they are friends with the Arcola, they are kind of sensitive to this idea of uh, environmentally aware form of art. Uh, so we got really good response, and uh, and yeah, we're looking at continuing this this sort of cycle of ongoing exhibitions, uh, and it's all going to be very exciting. Okay, great. Well, it's definitely worth checking out. It's up in the foyer now, and it's on for three weeks, isn't it? It's on for three weeks. The opening is is uh, happening right now as I'm speaking. So once the show <laughs> is over. Get, go out of your house, close your radio and go, go see it. We'll go all to be the going show. down to check it out, won't we? Yeah, joining the fun. <laughs> yeah. Stefan, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to you guys. Okay. And uh, yeah, enjoy the exhibition when you come and see it. Good luck as well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so next up, I'd like to introduce you to a young band from Montreal um, called Half Moon Run, who unusually hardly knew each other, apparently, when they started this band and their debut album, Dark Eyes. Obviously, they're all accomplished musicians and they've produced a sound that I can only best describe as um, Simon and Garfunkel goes indie. Uh, It's got all those folky harmonies, but um, it's got a full kind of indie sound to it. Um, 
and they're performing at Rough Trade East to promote their new single for the album, which is called Full Circle on Friday, uh, the 31st of January. And that's a free showcase. So if you're curious to hear more after this track, you can head down there. So here is a Half Moon Run with Full Circle. First, a sharpish pain never turns as I thought. That the needle in your skin will bring you closer to God. And I watch as your hand turns full circle. I hope was with a coffee and a medical text. It's too easy knowing nothing blowing off the rest. And the riddles in the pages leave it too much to guess. And the word cracks a fracture from your hip to your chest as I watch. Your hair turns full circle Half Moon Run with their new single, Full Circle. So we all know space is scarce in London and people have to come up with innovative ways of using what little room we have. And I talked to one woman who has put new life into some public toilets in Clapton. Hi, my name is Katie Harris and I am the owner of The Convenience. 
So, Katie, the convenience has been open a month and it's a cafe, a bar, but it's got quite an interesting history, hasn't it? Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, actually, it's in an old public toilet uh, just at the top of Chatsworth Road, turning into Brooksby's Walk. Basically, this toilet uh, has been shut for about 20 odd years because it run, cost too much to run back in the 80s. And through links with the Clapton Improvement Society, who managed to speak to the council about bringing it back into life, we were able to kind of take it on as a with planning permission for a cafe and bar as long as we run public toilets as well. So on one side, on the uh, women's side, it is now a unisex public toilet and we have taken over the men's side. Still kept the urinals, built a nice little bar into it, but also built a roof terrace as well. Yeah, that was the only slightly confusing thing. I had to, I first went into the ladies, obviously, <laughs> and um, then, and then turned back on myself and then came through the men's and I sort of opened the door quite carefully thinking, oh my God, am I going to walk into a, <laughs> into a men's toilet here? Yeah, you get a lot of kind of cautious, like women kind of having a bit of a Narnia moment when they kind of open up, but a lot of desperate looking men running in um, and then being like, no, 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 next door, don't worry. So yeah, it's uh, quite funny. So what have you got planned for this place then? So basically, the kind of aim of us doing it is to, I know, for me, it's like bring back a bit of a kind of East End local vibe. I think especially in an area like Clapton, where there is still such a rich community, when things get, you know, this area is becoming gentrified and as things get a bit trendy and a bit cooler, I don't want anyone to feel like they're alienated, especially if they've been here since, you know, the war. So the idea is that we run a comfort food cafe called Nana in the daytime. So that's where we get ladies that are retired or about to retire to come and work one shift in the cafe, serving up delicious homemade treats, all the kind of classics like dip egg and soldiers and soups and stews and cakes and dangerous amounts of tea. And everything is at affordable price, so nothing's really more than seven quid and that's like a massive main. So the kind of emphasis on that is that everyone should be able to go out somewhere nice and you know pop in stick their head and have a cup of tea and a bit of cake if they, if they want to but over night time well the building is the convenience but then the kind of convenience kicks in 5pm to 11pm uh, weekdays and then all day Saturday Sunday and we've got license till 12 so trying to extend the vibe of Nana I guess into the evening which is about just like really good drinks well selected and served by people that um, you know want to have a bit of chat and care about the community so we've kind of spent a lot of time sourcing interesting kind of craft beers and and gins as well you know it's quite surprising actually kind of how many people in London are kind of back on the on the gin making front which is great for me because that's my favorite drink um we're also going to be doing um kitchen residencies of a night time we don't want to do food all the time and i think you know especially around this area where there aren't that many restaurants we were thinking okay maybe we'll do like rotating kitchen re- residencies so every let's say one to three months we'll get a new chef or small business in to cook up their kind of speciality so if there's any chefs out there then yeah totally you need to get in touch convenience.co.uk and yeah get in touch with Yasmin and so how has the place been received by locals so far then you've been open a month yeah it's good I think um, obviously because we are a bit of a, a TARDIS I mean I really like the style of the building it's proper utility you know from the outside very minimal and quite uh, I would say aggressive looking but just not very approachable it's like you know got tiny windows at the front and you know it's, it's obviously a toilet isn't yeah, it yeah exactly <laughs> So I think, yeah, apart from, you know, I think at the moment because we don't really have signage up and stuff, it's, it's for the brave. Like, you get a lot of people being like, you know, what's going on here then? So, um, but I think generally, like, we do on the weekends, uh, something that's obviously very, very important to me is we do good fry-ups because 
you know, all this kind of classic stuff. You know, it's definitely important. Yeah, and I think people really care about quality sausage, um, you know, free range eggs, and you know, I don't know, if, and like nothing that fancy. It's just. And how much does your well. fry up? So for a meat one, it's um, seven ninety five, and for a veggie, it's six ninety five. Um, so, but it is. I mean, I'm slightly biased, obviously, but it is pretty delicious. <laughs> Then on Sundays, I've got quite a small kitchen because it's only the old attendance room. Can't do a roast, so we do pie mash, um, and they're seven ninety five. And what's your background? Is this the first time you've done something like this? Well, my background is actually in design, product design. But then I decided I didn't want to do that. Well, I became a consultant, a service designer, so very much on the kind of other side of like creating businesses. So I would come up with concepts and, and often for the public sector, you know, like councils and NHS and stuff like that. And I think it got to the point where I was like, I'd come up with all, all these ideas, but then I have to leave them with other people just to get on with. And I was like, I, you know, want to get to a point where I can actually deliver on these things. So that's when we started like Nana last year, just as a bit of a proof of concept did a pop-up in a pub just to kind of gauge reaction what is important for us and you know in terms of how I hire and what I want people to feel here is that it's more about vibe than it is about you know being a kind of snooty scenes to buy it's just actually a nice place to come for a drink and a, and a chat really and you've got an amazing roof terrace on the top so that's going to be great in the summer isn't it I'm really excited about summer because obviously at the moment it's a little blustery but yeah we've got big plans for like there's a couple of people sitting up there so it's well, not putting them off hardened smokers you've got to, you've got to respect that but uh, yeah we've got um, big plans for like massive outdoor barbecue and uh, outdoor cinema club and you know that sort of stuff so so um, people should look out for updates can they, where can they do that so if you go to theconvenience.co.uk you'll see um, links to Twitter and the message is you know be brave go through that toilet door yes come <laughs> say hello to me I'd be very happy okay. <laughs> fantastic thank you very much cheers I love that Nana idea of um, getting, you know, retired people to kind of use their skills mm. and, you know, just get on with something. And, yeah. and I think there should be more initiatives like that. You know, people who have, some, I don't know, like craft skills, like cobblers or, you know, all sorts of things, just getting people to kind That's of... That's the thing. There's a gap, isn't there? There's yeah. people willing to give their time and there's gaps in services and they. it's just a place where they can you know fuse that those skills together so i was curious about the drinking more gin aspect of, of the whole thing <laughs> might have got that confused but, yeah. um... it's still dry january for some people but <laughs> not in the convenience <laughs> it isn't um so... i've actually i've actually been in there and i had a uh, similar to what she said a narnia moment actually you? where you just open the doors and go wow but those urinals you don't know they're urinals do you no I don't know. Because they're around the wall and then they've got sort of, you know, a sort of uh, like a bar and um, yeah. stools against them. And you would not know un- unless somebody pointed them out. We'll She's done some... an amazing job of turning those urinals into a bar. I Definitely. It's, it is amazing. I'll um, put some photos up on our website. <laughs> and one little factoid, sorry, on, on the convenience um, is that apparently um, you can find, you can do some research yourself if you like, but apparently they're the first solar powered um, toilets because obviously you've got the unisex toilets and the cafe. First solar powered toilets in London. So, wow. There you go. There you go. There's a lot of uh, toilet stuff happening <laughs> these days. It's, I suppose it's a space, you know, it's lack of space. People are trying to find what to do um, with old toilets and um i know that there was a, a dating site called doing something and they d- they launched a whole toilet dating campaign i'm not quite sure of the ins and out of it outs of it 
<laughs> oh, excuse the pun, but um, you, yeah, you might you might have to go and check them out to to find out what toilet dating is all about. But it's, it's I'm kind of sounds Very yes. Um, so on with the pun. So from lose to some boys who definitely can't be described as losers. Oh, um, in case you were nodding off a little bit during our chat about toilets um here's something to get you twitching um taken from their ep bacon dream these cardiff boys are simply refreshing their vocals are hilarious their beats are massive and judging from the live stage appearances they know how to put on a show so you can go and check them out at the old blue last on monday the 3rd of february and um yeah here's a little wake up call asteroid boys with taylor swift
those were the Astro Boys with Taylor Swift. Definitely not the other way around. It wasn't a Taylor Swift No Taylor Swift (laughs) on this show. Definitely not. (laughs) We are Eastcast and you can hear us every other Monday morning on NTS. Anytime on our website, eastcastshow.com. Or you can subscribe to our free podcast on iTunes. Thanks, Nia and Pearl there for Taylor Swift. Um, you, If you live in Hackney, you may have noticed some changes on the narrow way, Mayor Street's High Street. Um, the road has been generally closed to traffic for most of the week, which, which is exciting, um, and opened up many new possibilities for shoppers and shop owners. I met Jane Eggington, who's opened up a cafe, gallery and community space, all-round friendly spot to be in, and uh, that's the Hackney Heart. I'm Jane, and we're in uh, Hackney Heart, which is a shop, a cafe, gallery, venue, and it's right in the heart of Hackney, in Hackney Central, 411 Mare Street, uh, known as the Narrow Way. Hackney Heart was set up in September last year, a little bit last minute, um, and it's kind of gone from strength to strength, really. We've In that time, the short time that we've been here, we've hosted a whole range of events, supported a lot of individuals, hosted a variety of workshops. We have live music every Saturday afternoon by a local music collective. Could be any, we kind of, we call it world-class world music. It's very much um, a space that people seem to fill with whatever they want. We've had we've had a wedding party here. We're having a hen party here tonight. We're having a bar mitzvah next weekend. Uh, we've had champagne suppers. We've had an Indian banquet. We've had children's storytelling. The narrow way obviously has recently become open to uh, the public, and there's less traffic down. Did you um, personally feel there's a need for a space like this with a kind of community ethos and something quite different that isn't necessarily in Hackney at all? Well, I mean, I, I set this up with the support of Hackney Council. They took the buses out last July and it's made a world of difference. It was all described as a wall of buses before, very noisy, very polluted. And it's completely changed the area. Someone's described this as the, this area as the last hole in Hackney, which isn't quite true, but they have a point. So the reason why the council spoke to me is because I run Hackney Home Main Market at the other end of the street. And that's very much part of the regeneration and kind of... I I wanted that market to be very different from Broadway or Chatsworth, to be very accessible, very egalitarian, uh, very local, very multicultural. When I came up with the idea of the shop, venue, creative space, we call it, I had never seen anything else. I I I I had to come up with the idea very fast and I hadn't had time to do any research. And I have to say, I didn't take the idea from anyone. So, Jane, could you tell me about the kind of people that come through into the cafe? A huge variety of people come through through to the cafe, through to the creative space, and we're incredibly proud of that. So we have Antonia's just come in on her own. She's a 10-year-old girl who grew up on the street just down the road where the riots started. We have um, Molly's a regular. She's a 70-year-old Grenadian woman who um, says she loves this place because it reminds her of her homeland, that it's really friendly. Um, We have uh, local shoppers, we have mothers with small children, we have school kids come in and bring their art. Uh, It really is across the board. 
I, I'm interested in um, what you think about Hackney changing potentially in the future. Um, I think there's plans for a, a fashion hub in the area. They are at, definitely building a shopping centre. They've been given the planning permission now. Multi, multi-million pounds, lots of, lots of millions, I'm not sure how many. Um, I think it's going to be one of the biggest luxury shopping centres in Europe. So um, it's going to, going to completely transform this area. We were just talking about the Oslo, the um, nightclub that's just opened. We went to the launch of that last night. It's changing before your eyes. OK, the narrow way is not a particularly nice street. And good things are happening and the council is doing good things. And um, in some ways it's very exciting. And, you know, I might talk about, uh, oh, my God, there's another boutique coffee shop opened in my road. But... But what about if you're a young kid who literally does not recognise where they grew up? And with Hackney Heart, was it something where you hope to have certain people who are marginalised come in and feel like they might be part of something in the area? Very much that, very much that. And um, I was interviewed after the riots happened and someone, a German reporter, said, why do you think that the riots happened? And I talked about people feeling marginalised and he kind of laughed and said, but haven't you caused part of the marginalisation by your market? But as I tried to explain, as I said to you, my, my market is very much about kind of crossing the bridge between gentrification and um, the local community. One of the things that's most difficult to achieve uh, to have a space that where people feel, a wide range of people feel comfortable. I mean, the local drunk comes in and sometimes buys a cups of coffee and sat down, sat down listening to the music, shouting out, isn't this great, this place is so homely. And do you have like a big vision for the, for the cafe in the future? Or is it just kind of as it is now and continue and keep going? Big vision, yeah. I mean, our problem is constantly having ideas um, and trying to actually to rein them in most of the time but we're certainly developing this as a as a day and night venue as i said we're going to have tables and chairs outside which will kind of reclaim the streets a bit but i'm very excited to be part of this this new area that's changing and to be the first like someone said this is the first cool shop on the high street i'm antonio it's really a nice place to express yourself and hang out, especially on weekends when kids or people are really tired. They can probably li- they can listen to music or express their artistic side on the chalk bar- boards where you can um, draw. And really, it's just a nice place to hang out. Little me, Antonio Rose version. Oh, she's adorable. <laughs> yes. So um, it sounds like a great place. And so everything there is for sale. So, yeah, everything there is for sale and down to the furniture that you're sitting on, apparently. So um, this is how she, Jane, kind of 
makes an income and she apparently she started off with absolutely no budget so a lot of the furniture things is made from upcycled materials and if you go in there which hopefully you will do um on the walls are covered with um the works of local designers and artists um from from accessories to clothes to paintings to um woodcraft all sorts of things and um, apparently the artists are just, just she finds, they just come in and they just kind of, there's nothing formal about the place. It's difficult no. to describe. Ten-year-olds ten just walk in and start yeah. singing. So yes. it must be a quite inviting space. Yes. Um, Saturdays, yeah, Saturday afternoon, uh, they have a kind of a music afternoon. And apparently that's the time when um, little girls um, get up and sing and customers sometimes take part. So it's very community community ethos. So that's good because there aren't actually it, it's funny because there are obviously less and less community focused places in Hackney because, you know, it is becoming more and more desirable for, you know, what everyone calls hipsters, etc. So um, that kind of space is becoming rare and, you know, and good on her for for getting it off the ground and keeping it going so exactly and let's hopefully. hope she can she can keep going once all this kind of big bucks comes in with the um shopping center and fashion hub it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how how that pans out definitely and if you haven't been in there um you can wander down to the narrow way which is the street where primark is on and um, just for a reference point um and it's one of those places that you can just wander into and you can end up chatting to some to a stranger and and you don't have to buy anything and you can just have a nice time so but you could buy the chair you're sitting on <laughs> yeah. you could you could buy the chair you're sitting on or something that's stuck to the wall <laughs> as well but um it's a great place so well done jane so on with some music so um with the airs of a viking or a scots warrior this uh, ginger bearded fellow uh called ca smith um has been acclaimed for his heart-wrenching songwriting and after performing as a one-man band for a while he decided to concentrate on the essentials and give space to his voice so he's got rid of all the tambourines and drums and stuff um and ca smith will be performing at the servant jazz quarters on tuesday the 28th of january and uh, this is a very short song from him called wake up baby Thank mm-hmm. you. 
So that was C.A. Smith with Wake Up Baby. And now it's time, that bit in the show, where we give you tips on what's going on in East London over the coming weeks. Anna's not around, so I'm going to take it from the top. So Monday the 27th of January is a play called Hell is Other People and it was written originally by Jean-Paul Sartre in 1944 and it's a classic tale of three damned souls wrestling with themselves and uh, condemned to exist together in eternity. Um, It's at the um, Rosemary Branch Theatre and it says here over 18s only so maybe it's uh, a bit explicit. Uh, It's running until the 2nd of February. Shows start at 6pm and tickets start at £10. So if you've ever been to, if you haven't been to the Rosemary Branch, um, just be warned, it's a very tiny theatre above a pub. It, it's great, but, you know, quite... Intimate. Intimate. So um, <laughs> probably a good idea to get tickets in advance because they don't have very much capacity, I think. It's, mm. yeah, it's pretty small. So, um, yeah, if if this is something that floats your boat. Um, yeah. I struggled with uh, Sartre at university, I have to say. <laughs> I read nausea and, uh, yeah, it left me left me a bit bewildered at the end, I'd say. Um, on to Tuesday the 28th. Uh, it's an exhibition at Herrick Gallery in Shoreditch. Um, and that is, um, it's called Red Room. And it's a new site-specific installation embracing memory, remembrance and the seductive power of red. And it's uh, by an artist called Uliana Apatina, and she was born in Siberia, but now works in London. And so the gallery uh, is open Thursday to Sunday, four till seven. And um, yeah, so that's at the Herrick Gallery. On Wednesday, the 29th, uh, the Vortex has just announced uh, the lineup for UK saxophonist Evan Parker's fourth annual festival, uh, which is called Might Suggest, and that runs until the 1st of February. And um, Evan Parker has been performing for over 50 years, um, often collaborating with others. And this festival marks his 70th birthday. So um, it's going to be a chance for lots of musicians that he's played with in the past to sort of come out of the woodwork and come and join him. So I think it's uh, it's set to be quite a quite an yeah, event. Yeah, and the Vortex <clears throat> is definitely a jazz hotspot um, mm. in Dalston. Um, you know, it's it's become a bit of a, a stalwart for people who are into jazz and a lot of improvised shows and things like that. So I think uh, Evan Parker's been there quite a, he's been he's played part there the he's part of the furniture so the jazz um, furniture <laughs> yes. and he's 70 and still performing yeah Love that going strong yeah so uh, moving on to Thursday the 30th of January, um, Hales Gallery, and that's in the T building in Shoreditch, uh, they're presenting a show called Above and Below Step Paintings. Um, and it's a solo show of um, works by British painter Basil Beatty. And they're all paintings of steps. <laughs> and the gallery is open Wednesday to Saturday, 11am to 6pm. And that's free. <laughs> So before we find out what the recommendations are for the weekend, um, here's something else you might want to 
do in the week. Um, on Wednesday, the band Outfit will be performing at XOYO um, on Wednesday, the 29th of January. And um, they're a Liverpool uh, outfit. <laughs> they're a Liverpool <laughs> band um, that take all the good sounds of the 80s, uh, new romantics, minus the bad hair. They don't have the bad hair or the cheap drum machines. Stonewashed denim. <laughs> None of that. They look quite sharp. But and they've got a pretty nice sound, so it's like the good, the good bits. Um, and uh, they seem to be inspired by pretty much everything. There's lots of electronics in there as well. Um, so this track is from their debut album uh, performance, uh, which was released on Double Denim Records last year. Um, and this is called "Want What's Best." Oh 
So that was Outfit with Want What's Best. And they're playing at XOY on Wednesday, the 29th of January. And if you want to listen to any of this music again or you can't remember who was what, who did what and want to just kind of catch... Know what's what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've created a SoundCloud playlist which you can find on the music tab of eastcastshow.com so most of the tracks that I play on the show are in that playlist um, and I update it regularly so you you can go and have a listen again just stick it on as a a radio playlist if you want Um, or yeah just find out what was on the show that would be really good for me as well because I love the music that you come up with and I feel really clueless so I'm going to be getting onto that and I'm going to be doing my research um so some more listings before we go um for the weekend so returning every weekend for the next 10 weeks to Hawker House um is Street Feast um Hawker House is on Pritchard Street in Hackney um first five weeks um um is going to be two parts to it um five weeks and another five weeks and um, this weekend will include mike and ollie who will be serving pan fried cornish mackerel with pickled heritage carrots and horseradish yogurt mm. wow <laughs> so and if anyone hasn't been to street feast yes yet um it is it's become a bit of a uh, part of east london um it's it's almost like a music festival without the music you get all the food uh, from a festival and lots of different stalls of um, food from all over the world and um, it's a really good chance for people who want to test out their uh, food before they open up a restaurant um, so lots of pop-up kind of style just go uh, early stalls yeah just go early because it is very very popular um but yeah good good uh way to try out some new food definitely cornish mackerel sounds like a plan especially when you're on a diet in january and all you can eat is fish and potatoes um but i love it um the russet um one of our favorite places um restaurants in hackney is um running its street literature book club and this is where writers and readers once a month meet up to discuss books, poetry and literature. Everyone gets uh, monthly reading material uh, to be discussed in the following month's book group. Each event has one guest speaker, a raffle and the opportunity to network with like-minded literacy lovers. Attendees are encouraged to share their work with others and promote their up-and-coming projects within the group. The book group is a great way for writers to get feedback on their work and for readers to keep up with the works by local writers. So it's kind of promoting local writing and also a kind of networking event for writers as well. Um, The tickets for the book group are £5.05, covering (laughs) the reading material. That's very exact. (laughs) Very exact. And reading material must be purchased before the event. So find out more, www www.streetliterature.co.uk and finally not quite a listing but a little bit of a call out um, call out to poets comedians and spoken word artists there's going to be an event called the one minute challenge which really does sound intriguing um, it's organised by storyteller Jean-Marc Piasson um, who we've he, had on the show we have indeed he, he, taught, he um, performed a, a beautiful story about seagulls if I remember correctly he did. Yes. So we've yeah, we've had we already know about him. He's a great guy, and um, so what you can do if you're a poet or a comedian or a spoken word performer, you can you've got until twenty second of February to come up with a one minute speech um, on anything, and um, you need to raise twenty five pounds for UNICEF 
UNICEF to take part. Is that right? Am That's right. That? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a charity gig. Um, so Jean Marc is asking everybody to yeah get twenty five quid to sort of you know get a bit of a kitty together from their from their contacts to contribute. And uh, it's it's a bit of a talent contest. So um, when you perform, um, the 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 winner is is the person who gets the loudest audience cheer. So a little bit daunting, but I'm sure. It will so appeal. no finger clicking. It's all, you've got to be a bit louder. Than <laughs> yeah, <that>. exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so serious cheer. And um, you can email uh, Jean Marc to sign up. And details will be on our website soon. And the winner will get a smartphone. So pretty good prize. Yeah. yeah. And all the listings are on our website, eastcoshow.com. So you can go to the listings tab and check them out, all the details there. Um, we're also Twittering all the time and Facebook. So you can always find us and talk to us, East Coast Show, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And to play us out uh, is uh, something from this award-winning steel pan maestro, Fibre Bravo, who's got quite an interesting group of collaborators together for his new album called Confusion um, which is signed to Moshi Moshi Records which is a local label and um, he's managed to gather Hot Chip, Tom Hopkins, Joni Wilkes and James Savage um, and they take Steel Pan to a whole new dimension which is great for me because you you didn't (laughs) like Steel Pan. Well Oh, here's an exception. You changed the ways. Um, so, yes, they'll all be at Cafe Otto on Thursday, the 6th of February. Um, so it should be a really interesting concert. Um, so I will play a track from his album called Life After Doomsday. But just before that, we've got time to let you know that we've been Eastcast, recorded in the Abbott Street Studios in Dalston. We're on NTS every other Monday at 8am, but in the meantime, you can catch us anytime on eastcastshow.com or on iTunes, or watch out for regular updates on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and here's Life After Doomsday. <laughs>